to Ladies Get Action, the podcast where two best friends talk about getting action movies. I'm Rebecca. And this is Rin. And this week we watched The Old Guard, which is from what year? I think it's 2018 or 2019. That sounds right. Um, it's starring Charlize Theron and a handful of other actors, um, including Neville Longbottom. <laughs> no, it was Dudley Dursley. <gasps> You're right. Yeah. Oh, gosh. I was like... It took me the entire movie to figure out who who he was, and I was still wrong. I didn't look it up, clearly. Also, and I might pronounce his name wrong, I think, uh, Chiwetel Ejiofor? Yes. I I know who he is, but I don't know how to pronounce his name, so I was avoiding saying it. I I just, I love, I've loved him ever since. Serenity. Serenity, right. Serenity. (laughs) Um, Yeah, he's great in that. Yeah. So I'm always excited when he shows up in a project. Before we get into the movie, how's your week been? My week has been good. You know, I'm settling back into the routine after being in Alaska for three, three weeks. We have been watching Yellow Jackets. Yeah. Well, oh. <clears throat> you're re-watching it. I'm watching it for the first time. And I know you've said this several times on the podcast mm-hmm. and like told me time and time again, but you know, you can bask in this because I'm going to say it officially. Oh. You were so right. Oh, I like it. And <laughs> it's just really like the more I watch, the more I'm like, God, everybody needs to watch this. Yeah, right. It's so good. It's just such a good show about like what I'm calling female aggression. Yes, definitely. That do, that does not get featured on most mainstream media. No. And like the way girls and women are nasty to each other. Well, and just like women's anger. Yeah. Just like just anger and and how it manifests at different ages for women and in relationships and in themselves and. It's really good at expressing that. Yeah. And then as a show, as like a mystery show, it's very, very tight and very dread filled. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So it's like, I'll go home and be like, oh my God, I need to like, (laughs) can I sleep without the light on? Yes, I can. (laughs) So that's been really fun to get into. (laughs) I know it's been fun to rewatch with you too. Um, I'm noticing little things I missed the first time around or wouldn't have known to look for later is the, you know, the mystery box part of the show. Mm -hmm. Um, but also just really enjoying watching it again. Like all the performances are so great. They're all so good. They're all so scary in their own ways. Yeah. Um, how was your weekend and week? It's been good. My friend Claire visited Chicago. Oh, she was so fun. Yes. Um, funny enough, this is actually our first meeting. Um, we've been friends for three years. And uh, she's actually somebody that I tried to cast for a show, um, but we hit it off immediately. And it was just such a blast to have her in town. We went to brunch, all the three of us. We went and had a park day. I love a good park day. Oh, it was great. And then we even went out um, and ended up in Times Square. I do places. not love Times Square. No, <laughs> but I don't I, either. The pizza there was great. So what did you think about this movie? We'll do like overall thoughts and then break it down. So I watched this movie at some point and I don't remember it at all based <laughs> on the fact that I watched this being like, what happens? He, who's in this? <laughs> but I do remember that I hated it the first time I okay. watched it. I really didn't like it. Mm-hmm. This time I really did like it a whole lot, actually. Oh. It was really violent. Yeah. And I have some issues with it. Um particularly the beginning, it toes the line between, like it sort of finds its way at the end. But at the beginning, it's very much in the almost 
military terrorism mm-hmm. action movie thing and I can't remember the name of the movie that we watched. Unjustified, unhinged. Un- oh, uh, unbroken. <laughs> unbroken. Uh, unlocked. Unlocked. <laughs> That's what it is. Unlocked. It felt way yeah. too much like unlocked, and I was not here for that part. Yeah, for sure. But it sort of righted its course, and it was still very violent. But I, yeah, I enjoyed it. I thought it was a really moody anti superhero movie in the way that. Um, uh, the boys or Deadpool is not Deadpool and the boys are kind of quippy and mm-hmm. um, whereas this is just sort of like it, it reminded me more of Hannah than huh. just in like kind of the philosophical sort of thing question that, that they're asking of like when does life matter like are you can you be alone mm. the idea of loneliness and what really matters in life Oh, that's interesting. I want to get into that. Yeah. What were your thoughts? Um, I didn't like it as much as you did. Mm. It was extraordinarily long. <laughs> um, it, you know, first the things I didn't like. I, I did not like um, quite a bit of it. It felt, it felt incredibly melodramatic to me mm-hmm. um, and very self-important. There are lots of speeches and... Yeah, I, I had a problem with the speeches. And actually, I'm remembering, yeah, the melodrama is what I didn't like about it the first time. And but. the music is really overwrought <laughs> um, and overly sentimental and strange. And this is a film that feels it's very important, with a capital I. Um, and I didn't love that. And it feels like the mythology stuff is like a set dressing they added later. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, to me, a vampire story. And they have vampire problems. I'm interested to get into what you were saying about when does life matter in this film and whose lives matter. Because I really had a problem with a lot of the violence. Yeah. Um, given the main characters couldn't die. <laughs> right. Um, <clears throat> and I thought it was really interesting about that. I liked some of it. I liked um, the... And I didn't catch anyone's name. I never oh, did. I, did so. I never did. I'll fill you in. <laughs> Okay, so the um, the young woman who's the Marine. Niall. Um, I liked her. And I thought she was a good entry point to the movie. And I liked the gay couple. Joe and Nikki. They had <laughs> some great humor and like fun moments. And then uh, I thought the tech bro guy was pretty funny. Mm-hmm. And how broad that character was. And then how broad the idea is. And, you know, there's it does bring up some interesting questions. Like the whole movie brings up interesting philosophical questions about like helping other people and the course of time. Um, but overall, I I felt like this was like kind of overwrought and uh, melodramatic for me. That's fair. Yeah. And it, again, that's what I remember feeling when I watched the first time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I totally see where that, you know, where that is. Certain moments where you're like, okay, come on, let's go. Um, I really like Charlize Theron. I do too. I think yeah. she's fantastic. I do. Yeah. My thing actually with Charlize Theron's character, she feels like, and she feels like she's adjusted towards the end, but she feels like the movie wants us to know from the very beginning, she is a cool girl. Oh <laughs> yeah. 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 She's an asshole. <laughs> yeah. Um, she starts off this movie jaded mm-hmm. and um, it, disinterested and, and, any pleasantries or being nice to people. And the movie tells you right off about why that is. It doesn't really make sense for a while. Later it does. 
Um, I thought she was unbelievably cruel to uh, Niall about God, about her belief in God. Mm-hmm. That scene really like offended me, mm-hmm. surprisingly. I do like her journey, though, her cool girl journey, mm-hmm. um, where she does start off super, super jaded. And by the time that she comes around to realize that like she still does need other people and other people need to be around other people and like mm-hmm. kind of stops being so jaded is when she is, spoiler alert, no longer mortal. Mm. And I love the fact that, like, that's kind of the journey that she goes on to get there, you know? Yeah. There were several points in the movie where I, like, the mythology is not quite locked down. Like, no. I wasn't clear on if they had to eat to survive. Yeah, me either. Like, if they don't, like, if they can fall from a plane and still live, do they actually need food or are they just eating it for funsies? It must be for fun, otherwise it doesn't, well, but they don't establish any rules. No. <laughs> yeah. We see them making dinner. And I think... And drinking alcohol and that's right. We don't know if that works or not, but yeah, we don't see her particularly drunk. The fighting scenes with the music um, felt like a wonderful fan edit that you'd watch on YouTube of like your favorite CW um, <laughs> hero or villain. Yeah, I thought that was fun. But yeah, so it starts off in media res, mm-hmm. and they like Charlize Theron's voiceover is saying basically like. You know, is this, I always wonder, is this it? Is this this my time to go? Right, I've been here before. Maybe this time will be different. And it's it's over her dead body. Yeah, and very graphic dead body. Yeah. Like, she's already got rigor mortis around the eyes, and she's riddled with bullet holes. And, and then we cut to her walking through some very abandoned streets in Morocco and Marrakesh. Yeah, she's got a super short haircut, which is kind of the same haircut as her friend when she meets up with him. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I see that. Yeah. I love the brown on her. Like, the brunette looks great. Yeah. Um, she. We noticed that she's, like, in hiding in some way because some girls take a picture and she's in the background and she deletes it. Then she's with this group of men. And I was like, oh, no, she has no female friends. That was the other thing. I was like, oh, no. Yeah. yeah. Why is she the only woman? Yeah, she's the only woman of these three men. And they all seem to know her. But she's, like, not there for hugs she's like not interested and uh they they all get very excited about her identifying all the ingredients in baklava mm-hmm. and she like announces like they're doing some good in the world but not enough have you seen the news and it's like this is just like you know a war in this country and a thing in that country it's it's all very like nihilistic yeah she's jaded and over it but it becomes clear that they've got a job to do. You know, somebody has hired them and the, he's hired them before, That's which is part of the problem. He's like a repeat client. They're meeting with some CIA guy. He's basically like, here's the deal. There's these kids who are held hostage in the Sudan. Um, can you go rescue them? And they're pretty much immediately like, yeah, okay. And he's like, any money you want is yours. And they're like, cool. We'll invoice you. And they just immediately go there. And one of the guys has a sword. Yeah, I have a question about why he was using that sword. Was it just like, I guess if you can't die, you can kill people with whatever thing you want? Yeah. So this is where we get right into some killing. They're just shooting all these people so easily. Mm-hmm. Like the first, one of the first things we see is that one of the guys shoots like with a sniper rifle, two guys with one bullet yeah. through both of their heads. Mm-hmm. Um, and we see them kill lots and lots of people like that. It's revealed very quickly that like they're walking into a trap. Yeah. There's no kids. There aren't, yeah, there are no kids and they've been set up to be killed. killed. Right. Um, and then they raise, 
they come up from the dead yeah and then they kill all the soldiers right um yes they're walking into an ambush i just had a problem with that to begin with um so the cia guy is cool with all these actors or whomever were playing the sudanese terrorists just dying so they could ambush these four people i guess so just to start like dang yeah okay and our four people you know rise from the dead pretty much immediately they get shot down and then they kill everybody in the room about like 25 people and she has a scythe mm-hmm. they all and, carry uh, these random weapons around yeah that's not explained um, but they kill all the cia guys charlie keeps complaining that they're not doing enough good in the world the world keeps getting worse and like they just killed 25 people they're making the world worse but then suddenly we're in afghanistan mm-hmm. like in a different movie altogether Yes, yeah. Where there's um, a soldier, like soldiers in the small village. And what really struck me there also was like these American soldiers are just walking around with these giant rifles strapped across their body. And I was like, can you imagine being in the neighborhood and being like, yeah, I think that is how it is though. Yeah, I know. It's just, it was a really compelling image to be like, oof. The woman, Niall, basically, who we will later learn, is like like handing out candy to the kids. Yeah, she's a Marine. And yeah. They're, they're there, like, what looks like, a, you know, like a community engagement kind of mission. But yeah. they're also trying to find information about some guy. And the guy's there and she shoots him and she's trying to, like, save him because they're supposed to bring him in alive. And he slices her neck. Yeah. And that's when she... And her friend, like, tries to help her, like, knowing that she's dying. Yeah, she's going to die. Mm-hmm. Um, meanwhile, our group of uh, immortals are on a train because they realized that they were being taped and now they have to go undercover. So they're all lounging in a train like a bunch of models. Um, and they all have visions of the same. Yeah, they all share the same dream. Yeah. And they realize that like another immortal is being forged. Basically. Right. We don't know that yet, but they do. Yeah. And she also, the this woman, the Marine, also has like a kind of vision of them. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was very strange. It was also a really intense scene. Like that was an upsetting scene where she gets oh, yeah. her neck slash. Yeah, this was still where I wasn't sure. I was kind of like, I don't I wasn't sure how I was gonna feel about the movie. Um I was remembering that I didn't like like the first time I watched it. Yeah. This is where I'm like, are these guys the Eternals? Yeah, basically. Yeah, they are. Um, and they're talking about 200 years of this. and like, 200 years of what? And then and I wrote, like, Charlie's this character complains a lot. Um, and they establish, okay, this, this woman uh, you know, dies and comes back to life. She's a new Eternal, too. And uh, they're going to find her. And then her friend, so the Marine's friend, the one who saved her, is immediately so angry that she's alive and like me like like obviously freaked out i think they're meant to be freaked out of but like, she immediately gets really mean yeah yeah she's not like my god you're okay like what a miracle she's immediately like nasty to her yeah i thought that the camp wouldn't have been like turned against her yeah they probably would have been like a miracle you're a miracle right. you're a super soldier Oh, yeah, they and they, it's clear that they are going to haul her off for testing. Yeah. You know. Yeah, for sure. But her friend is really upset. And uh, and then we get to meet a uh, pharma guy, tech bro. Um, I thought I read he looked like Roby from Bachelorette. Oh, <laughs> he does. And RCA guy's meeting with him and shows him Charlize's gang, the video footage of Charlize's Eternals gang, 
um, waking up from the dead. Yes. Uh, I just have to note that um, former Dudley is wearing the hoodie and blazer combo. Yeah, that's how you know he's a tech bro. Right, exactly. It's terrible. It's the tech bro uniform. He also gave me kind of Matt Smith vibes. Oh, yeah, swarmy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, the tech guy wants to basically reverse engineer their immortality for Big Pharma um, and capture all the Eternals. Yes. Basically, you know, use them for profit, but also, quote unquote, do some good in the world. And then meanwhile, um, the Marines' whole entire, like, cabin of women are horribly mean to her. Yeah, I wrote bad friends. They're so mean. They, like, packed all her shit. Oh, God. And then Charlize Theron's character t- says her whole name. And I'm like, oh, there's <laughs> a big eye roll moment. Oh, I thought that was funny. I enjoyed that. Niall is about to get shipped off to eternal testing for her life. Um, when Charlize Theron basically invades the camp and then knocks her out in the neck and throws her in the back of the car. Yeah. Which... Now they're driving across the desert and Niall escapes from the back. And this is the part that I had also a problem with. Oh, yeah. To, like, stop her. She shoots her. Yeah. And it's just really tough imagery to watch that. Well, because Charlize gets out of the car and just shoots her. Right, right, right. Right in the head. Um, Yeah. I feel really stupid. I feel like I always get taken in by these dumb movies that are, like, that are... (laughs) Like, I like elements. I'm like, oh, and I'm so determined not to edit. Like, but this is a bad movie. I remember why I hated it. I'm sorry. I feel like I brought you down. No, it's okay. Well, let me talk about my biggest problem. And this is sort of like a sidebar, but I already sort of yeah, you know, yeah. mentioned it. My biggest problem with the movie is that I think they're selfish. Mm-hmm. They don't die. So that's the whole thing. They have vampire problems, right? Like, all the, their loved ones will die before their eyes and they can't save them, you know, and vampire angst. And they're like trying to do good in the world, but if they're trying to do good in the world, means they're killing hundreds of people all the time just by like surviving. Yeah, it seems like a much bigger negative than a positive, <laughs> and it seems like they're actually incredibly selfish and dangerous. And the best use of their time would be like to just, you know, isolate, um, and like date each other, which seems like they do, um. With all that said, you know, the the experiments that the tech guy is doing on them, I assumed none of it would work because if it did work, they would have already done it. But then I realized, I guess not. I guess they don't want to share their immortality with other people because they think of it like a vampire's curse. They're complaining all the time, right? Right. They're like, we want to die. Like, it's literally vampire shit. Mm -hmm. I wish I could die, but I can't. Oh, to be young forever is such a tragedy. I can't tell my family. Um... But they're not interested in helping people. If the technology could cure cancer, why don't they submit themselves for testing? Yeah. And why haven't they done that before? Unless it doesn't work. And if it doesn't work, just establish, like, actually, that's not how you can't get anything from our DNA. It doesn't work like that. Yeah. Because a quick line would have fixed it. But overall, it really, I just kept thinking, like, wow, the, the casualties around. There's something yucky to me about seeing somebody who cannot be killed fighting a bunch of people who can be killed and who will be killed and also taking the moral high ground about it yes and saying i'm saving the world i'm helping people and then to have the cia go cia guy go with his murder board look 10 generations later amelia Earhart was born so you did help because you save one guy for each one guy there's like a hundred dead people right right um and how 
how could you attribute that to, you know, it's a, it's a big stretch. It's butterfly effect stuff. It's like one thing leads to 10 things down the road. It just felt like a stretch. And then there's a fight scene that's coming up between uh, Charlize Theron's character and the Marines character. We don't know at this point that Charlize is not eternal anymore. Well, I think at this point she's still eternal. No, I think she became, I think it was established later in one of her very dumb speeches yeah. that the Marine became an eternal when Charlie's and Charlie's lost her powers in the same moment. Oh, okay. that's why a new person was triggered was because she lost her powers. That was okay. my understanding. She said it in a really stupid way. That was like, when you were like, when you were called up, I realized like the meaning of, of like fighting for, of, of being uh, unbeatable. Right. I remember what it felt like to be like, like unbreakable. Oh, I took that speech very differently. I took that as like when one, when one, one player slur. dies, another <laughs> rises. Oh. That's something that would make sense. Yeah. Why, why else the timing? Yeah. No, no. The timing makes sense. I took that speech to be like, I remember what it would be like to be like young and idealistic, basically. Oh, that's stupid. She's all right. She's going out of her way to crush this woman's idealism from the beginning. Yeah, well, you know, that's what jaded people do, is they want everybody else to know I suppose so. just how bad the world is, and, you know, they'll do anything to, like, make sure you also are jaded. Right, but maybe that's why I don't want to watch a movie starring someone who acts like that. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> um, what do you think about all that? No, I think that's a really good point. You know, I mean, in, in a way, I feel like because of all the action movies I, we've watched... Um, the, I've tried to like reckon with like, okay, well yeah. this violence is, but I mean, that is a really good point about like, they take the moral high ground and they don't actually do anything. Well, if you can't die, it's never right. a fair fight. No, no. And, then, and obviously in all, all of our other action movies, the main character is not going to die. Mm-hmm. Um, most likely. Right. And they almost sort of have superhuman powers. You know, Jason Statham... You know, knocking out a hundred bad guys with a fire hose. Right. With magical timing, you know. But it still feels like a fair fight in some ways. And this doesn't feel like a fair fight. No, I think, yeah, I think you're really on the nose with the fact that, like, they save one maybe. And then, but, like, a hundred people have died horrifically. Well, we see a lot of their faces. Yeah. So we kind of touched down with it. The other thing, so we, you know... To get back to the plot where we are. Yeah. Where we are. Um, Charlize and... Niall. Niall are, <laughs> are fighting about... They're in a eternal, plane. They go on a, a drug plane. Yeah, a drug plane. And they have a fight. And I, I wrote, this is the most boring scene in the movie. Like, I could fast forward it because neither of them can die. Right. Why are we watching two people who can't die fight each other? They gotta get out, like, their aggression to come to a... An understanding. I guess so. I mean, you could... Now, someone else could make the argument back to me. Is that not the same as watching The Rock and Vin Diesel fight on, yeah. the, on that plane in, what was it, like Fast 6 or 7? Sure, yeah. Is it not the same? Neither of them will die. They're Neither of them will even get in a better punch. <laughs> no, they won't. <laughs> no, they won't. Um, it just feels different to me. I don't know. What do you think? Is it different? Is it the same? I think it is the same. I think it's tough because it's established that they can't die. Whereas in Fast yeah. and Furious, there's like an idea that maybe they can't die. Right. Or get hurt. Right. Right. Um, you could imagine a world where like The Rock has a boot on his foot. Right. For, you know, half a movie. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I will say one thing I really liked about the costumes for this, which is sort of a tangent, but speaking of boots, is that both of the female characters wore boots and not like not high heels. heels. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That would have been really tough to swallow. Yeah. Both wore like appropriate clothing for fighting and running around. Mm-hmm. I think, yeah, the immortality thing, maybe that that might be the hard pill to swallow. I enjoyed the scene. I thought it was like pretty, pretty creative in terms of fighting. Yeah. You know, again, they treat the gun violence as just kind of a quippy thing. Yeah. Um, but I think the other thing is with The Rock and Vin Diesel, maybe they might be like, I think we're used to seeing men do that in action movies, mm. you know, and we're used to see them saying like something kind of quippy and funny and, and then, you know, they go and fight and, and I think maybe it's tough when Charlize Theron is so complaining, mm-hmm. you know? So, and it's not like you're necessarily rooting for her at this point no. or like knowing to root for her. And I'd like to say, I love to complain. I don't have a problem with people who, who complain. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm joking. Yeah, no. Um, but it's just, yeah, it's it's hard to get on her side. Especially, at, this is immediately after she's really mean to her about her belief in God. Yeah, I guess. And I'm not religious in any way. I just thought it was offensive to be like, this woman's like, saying some, praying. Right. To herself, quietly praying. Yeah. After she's been resurrected from the dead. Pretty big life change. Uh, and praying they don't, you know, follow the sky in this plane. And Charlie's is like, Ugh, God doesn't exist. I was worshipped as a god. Like, so rude to the new girl. Yeah. She doesn't give uh, Niall a lot of reasons to actually stick around. No. And then later, the the murder board scene of like, look, she saved one person in this generation. Right. Three generations later, it saved a boat of people. Um, I thought that's God's plan. That's Niall's God's plan. Oh, interesting. Niall should say, yes, there is a God because look at this plan that you weren't aware of, but is there ahead of you? Yeah. I mean, that scene was weird also because it's like a bunch of people propping up this woman. (laughs) Like, okay. Yeah. Hyping her up. Right. They established that someday they will die, but they don't know when, but they're pretty much invincible. You know, unlike yeah. other vampire stories. The thing is, I love a good vampire story. Oh, I yeah. Love, and I think this is, that's probably what I really liked about this. I like the scenes, again, with the fighting and, like, the moody, like, the moody teen pop angst reminded me of, like, and there are many, 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 many problems with the vampire stories. Oh, but I the liked originals. it. It was a mess, but I liked it. It was a mess, but I loved, I loved that series. But, yeah, no, there's, like... There's a lot of interesting stories to mine from vampire stories, which is why we tell so many of them. But nearly every kind of vampire in all those stories can be killed. Right. Whether it's like a stake through the heart or sunlight or, or you know, a special, super special stake with a spell, you know, whatever the thing is, there's something. I really I thought one of like Joe or Nikki was going to be killed, mm-hmm. the two men and the couple. And but I couldn't figure out how you'd kill an immortal and then, like, chopping them up. Well, they can't. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, and I guess fire didn't work. No. Sounds like it didn't. Put away your scythe. <laughs> We're taking a quick break, and we'll be back. Release your saber. We're back. Oh, yeah, so this is where we get that backstory about the other woman. I thought that was told nicely. I liked seeing it, even though it was derivative. I liked it. 
this is the part of the movie where I started really enjoying it mm -hmm. um, and thinking, oh, okay, maybe I didn't hate it. Were these two like, women in love? Were they in a relationship? Yes, absolutely. Okay. I think. I, I thought so too, but they didn't make it explicit in the way they made the, the relationship between the two men explicit. Yeah. I 100% thought they were in a relationship. I also thought that Charlize Theron and the woman in, I thought that she and the woman in the, the pharmacy oh. were going to like kiss or something. I know that was very sexual. It was really. To the point that I thought the other woman for like a half second, I'm like, is that the one she drowned? Like who drowned? Right. Yeah. They. Yeah. There's something that was very strange. It was such a weird scene where it was like. Such. It felt like straight out of a different movie. Yeah. But yeah, I liked that part. And it is, like, again, they're living in an old abandoned church, but it's still pretty lush inside. Of course. But, yeah, they established that this woman has been in the ocean for 500 years, and it drove her crazy. And Niall is dreaming about her. Right. And you would think if she's been around for, like, I guess 200 years isn't that long. But, like, Charlize could, like, invest in some, like, undersea exploratory I technology. I the same thing. Like, like, whatever they used to look at the Titanic. Yeah, same. Like, they had that in the 90s. She really could have used her. Yeah, there's like robots that you, you send down there to like. Yeah, yeah, she could have gotten it out. There's this great meme that's probably from like Reddit or or Tumblr or something, but it's like, you know, why are so many vampire stories like? Why are all the vampires so rich? Yeah. It's like you've been alive since the 1850s and you're still broke. Like just step <laughs> step into the sunshine. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree with that. You got yeah. you got to forgive that one. Although, wouldn't it be so annoying if you were like a vampire for 200 years and you missed every big thing you're like, you didn't invest in apple when oh you could God. and you didn't put your stocks in facebook oh, and man. like uh, uh. i'm like you know all those things were amazon you're like that's stupid where you were like, like you miss every big boom railroads no no i'm gonna do more horse and zambonis yeah. yeah or not zambonis the um the zeppelins zeppelins yeah yeah that's where the real money is <laughs> right <laughs> Like every time there was a thing, you were like, you just were so went the wrong way. <laughs> oh man! So you're still poor as shit. And you're like putting your money in like the the tenth most popular Bitcoin right now, just oh. wasting it all. Uh, uh, maybe that's what they do. I mean, I guess they're trying to like stay under the radar, but they really should have all the resources at their disposal. Yeah, they should. They should have so many contacts in the CIA. Andy is a really bad leader. Yeah. Well, she's. Really not motivational. <laughs> no. She's a no. big downer. To just go back to my main problem, like I was writing notes here and just, you know, she's doing way more harm than good just by defending herself being alive. Mm. They all are. Yeah. Um, just from the number of people who come after her. And like, then again, that's most action movies, but it's hard to swallow when the power difference is so blatant. These people like literally can't die and have spent 200 years training for any kind of combat with a an axe or a scythe or a sword. Yeah, yeah it would make more sense if they were being pursued by like a group that had found, I think it actually, actually might be a different action movie that I've seen or like mm. some sort of supernatural thing. But it would make more sense if they were, if like in the 1500s, oh, sure. the people who put her friend into the ocean were like, these yeah. witches exist. We're going to hunt them down to the ends of the earth. And it has continued as a secret society into the today and that's who's hunting them down. So that was a plotline in Buffy. Cool. Um, <laughs> and also, it's in The Mummy. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah the, the group of guys from The Mummy were like, we're not going to let you guys resurrect The Mummy. Right. Um, but yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah I think mean. that would have been better, too. Also, it would have been nice to see them be like, we don't use guns. We don't need them. Right. Yeah. Well, that's kind of what I thought they were going to do with their swords and scythes and mm -hmm. fire axe. 
my big problem with the movie, I would say, is um, there are really weird moments where it's like the timeline doesn't matter, mm. where there's no urgency. Okay, like what? Yeah. Like, I'm skipping ahead a little bit. I guess, so in this church, actually, where we were just talking about, this church where they're sitting, um, you know, one of the men tells this very moving story, and Charlie's Theron is clearly, like, having a moment to herself behind <laughs> Um, so that's not like so melodramatic, but later on when they need to be like rescuing their friends. Oh yeah. Oh my God. All the speeches about like how hard it is and how sad they are. And... Oh yeah. That's when, uh, the, the bro one is like, oh yeah, my son didn't like that. I was immortal. didn't believe me. And yeah. It was I have just... a sad backstory too. I was like, everyone has too much backstory, which is yes. usually not our problem. No, it's not. And everybody was very emotional telling it. And I'm not saying they can't be emotional, but like cover it up. You've been alive for 200 years. You're not going to like tap into that immediately. Yeah. Also like even the CIA guy is like, <laughs> my wife was dying and that's why I did this because my wife was so, she couldn't talk or move breathe. at the end or breathe at the end. Like, oh my God. Yeah. Everybody feels too deeply. And this is one of the big notes that I get my, like not me, oh. but in, in general, in acting, you'll hear it time and time again is like, if you can access that muscle, great. But your character is not, does not want to show how much in pain they are. Oh, like yeah. they're going to cover it up. And that's what makes yeah. it hard to watch is when somebody's trying to cover up how, how much they're struggling. That's really, wow, that's really important. Yeah. And I would really have liked to have seen that more. And I think the person who did it best was the actor playing Niall. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because even at the end when she's like, I have to go back to my mom and sister, that or brother, that makes sense because she doesn't have any urgency to go rescue. She just like has to tell Charlize they're on this thing. And Charlize is like, I want you to know that you have inspired me. Oh my God. <laughs> it ends here. You go no further. Or yeah. I go no further. Except so, for she does go further. Yeah, which is fine. I agree. There's a lack of urgency. There's way too much backstory for every person. <laughs> but I think what you just said was so interesting. And I haven't heard that before. But mm -hmm. that's really true. Like the over-emoting is the issue. Yeah, you got to cover it up. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Brad Fleischer. <laughs> so basically the church is stormed. Oh, yeah. If they've been alive for, you know, however many years, do you think... I'm not saying their senses have to be so fine-tuned. But, like, don't you think that maybe they would have heard a group of people quietly approaching, but still, like... Yeah, you don't think they would have cameras. Right! They're not technology-averse. No. They should have cameras. They should have people... Booby traps. Yeah, and they should have people scouring the dark web to, like, erase all signs of them sooner. Yeah. How do they make it into the 21st century? <laughs> yeah, it's really strange. Also, are they out there having babies? It seems like it. Who is? Uh, the, the one who betrays them. They're out there having kids and stuff. Oh, right. Right. Yeah. That's yeah, why strange. Why would he do that? Or did he have... I thought... So I thought he had children before he got turned. Oh, that was not my impression. My impression is that he did it after. Oh. And then realized, oh, they're going to they're gonna die before me. <laughs> that's a bad dad move. It's a real bad dad move. Like, that's strange. And the babies aren't immortal. Um, And then we get a... We get this pharmacy scene, which is so strange tonally. Like, Charlize walks in like... I thought she was pretend. I thought here's what I thought. Okay. I thought she was pretending to be a battered wife to get this woman's sympathy, and then to like kill her or do something, like yeah. to use her in some way. Well, she was walking. I mean, I, she was walking and like emoting so much. Me. <laughs> Ow! I'm 
I'm dying and I'm scared. She's so shaky and like she was putting in like it looked like also like the kind of thing where you're like, can I use your bathroom? But like you have to fake a purchase. Right. She put in all like her arm just swept all this like medicine into her into her basket. I assume we're supposed to think she doesn't know how to take care of a wound. Right. That was so weird. she's overbuying. But she, I thought she was putting on an act, but she wasn't. No, <laughs> she was actually hurt. I thought she was like trying to lure this woman. Well, I guess her immortality is gone, but she's dealt with pain before. Or maybe yeah. she's like, maybe it's like she's coming to terms with the fact that her immortality is I suppose. no more. But the fact that I we had to think about it. Well, and the fact that she's like hiding it for all of her friends in a very stoic way, but gonna <sighs> gonna show it in the most broad way possible to a complete stranger in a place that has security cameras. That like, if she's afraid of being found. It's very public. Yeah. And she and this woman are just approaching each other in such a weird way where you think, maybe you're right, maybe she's going to kill this person. Yes. Or maybe the woman's going to kill her or try to kill her. Right, the woman's going to, like, calling, like, 911 under the table. Right, she's behaving really erratically. Yeah. And then the woman, I think, thought what I thought, which is that she was a battered woman. That makes more sense. And then brought her in and, like, addressed her wound. She's like, I'm not going to ask. You. I'm just gonna help you. Oh God! Then she then she had a speech too. She's like, no, then you help someone up when they fall. Yeah. So that's part of Charlize's like reckoning that there are good people in the world and like the world is worth living for. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. But that it does establish that all of a sudden that she's not healing. Yes. Yeah. And that was the stab wound from um, Nile from earlier. So as early as when she captured Nile, she wasn't healing. Mm, okay. That was when after. Charlize shoots Nile. She stabs her in the shoulder. Oh, you're right. I missed that. I thought it was from her recent church. No, it's, just, it's from that one. It okay. never healed. Okay. Yeah. Oh, and then it's just like all these like schmaltzy monologues. You know, Charlize sits down with uh, Nile and is like, you come from warriors, like aka like a single mom. <laughs> it's like, okay, I get it. Mm. It's just like overwrought. And, like Again, I just, I'm over thinking this movie is good now. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. I feel like I did drag you down. With it's me. okay. It's a valid drag. And I just feel like I really decided it was a vampire movie and I decided I was going to like it. Cause I feel like I've been so negative about other movies that like <laughs> I wanted to give movies their fair due. There's parts of it that are fun. Yeah. Yeah. I just think there's so many problems that I had with it and it's so like melodramatic for me. Well, it dragged it down for me into like a, the main issue is the one of the moral code of like, mm. you don't get to say you're doing good or complain about not doing good and then kill a bunch of people. For just, just so you can survive. Right. Right. Because you'll survive anyway. I'm really still stuck on the bit about how they haven't learned to survive in the modern world. Yeah. Like I get that you've been alive for however many years, learn technology, protect yourself, <laughs> find your friend at the bottom of the ocean. Yes. And also don't act like you just woke up from like your warrior talk no very strange also third fourth thing you've had all this time why haven't you learned to fight people and not kill them like jason statham why haven't you learned like if i if i punch you at right spot in the back of your neck you'll pass out well they she does know how to do that because that's how she took out nile you know no i thought she shot her no 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 when they're in the camp for the very first time before she puts her in the vehicle when she announces her full name i thought she killed her then no she hit her on the back of the head oh well, yeah, like, why not do that? I mean, the whole idea of, like, they're killing people who are coming after them is kind of absurd because they can't die. So why are they, and there have always been people coming after them, why resist it at a certain point? Be better at hiding or go with them knowing that you will survive and be okay and just walk out the door. 
And then, I mean, you, you can do whatever you want. Like you could do a whole smear campaign about how, I mean, that's probably not nice either, but like about how people are, are seeing things that aren't there. If, like they try and convince others that like, or it's like a conspiracy theory about like these people living forever. Yeah. They have the resources, but actually it's funny because I, I referenced the boys earlier. And one of the great things that the boys does is it showcases like with people for people who have these powers, why it's immoral and like mm. how they behave immorally. Yeah. Um, and that show is also very violent, but yeah, I haven't seen it mostly because it, people have told me it's so violent. It's, it's pretty violent. This is also pretty violent. Yeah. So, but that one handles the question of like morals much better. Mm. Okay. Ladies get action, a podcast now about action movies and ethics. (laughs) (laughs) It's tough because I really want to like female led action movies. Right. I really want to be like a champion of of them all, but they're not all good. (laughs) That's true. Well, we loved Hannah. Oh, I loved Hannah. That was a great film. And to be fair, there are lots of male-led action movies that are absolutely wretched. That we hate. Yeah. But it just feels like because there are so few. Yeah. You want to give them the benefit of the doubt. And you want to give yeah. them, like, extra space to... Like, am I am I against this because it's... Would I have liked this character if it was a male? It's important to question. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we all have, like, internalized misogyny when it comes to the ways we perceive women um, and in film. In yeah. particular. So yeah, it, it's a great question. I don't know how to separate that from the things I didn't like about the film that didn't have to do with their character. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think if it had been a man, they'd all been man men. It would have been even more annoying. <laughs> well, then it would, would have just been uh, the Irreplaceables or the Extendables. Ah! <laughs> a right? terrible movie. Yeah. We watched earlier in an earlier iteration of the podcast. I have a question. Yeah. Why does Niall keep dreaming about like these, these like basically these true dreams that we'll call them where it's like, she dreams of the Quinn and then she dreams Mm -hmm. of somebody else. Why is she the one who keeps dreaming and nobody else? Is that like a superpower that we're meant to explore? I mean, maybe she's absorbed Charlie's Thrones. Like you're the leader superpower. (laughs) Maybe. Yeah. So Charlie's Thrones gets, Back to the church? Is that Maria? There's been a church massacre. Nikki and his boyfriend have been like taken. Yes, they've been taken by the pharma bro. Mm-hmm. Um, they're being tortured and experimented on. Yes. And the CIA guy is starting to have second thoughts. And he's like, I thought you were only on this to cure cancer. It sounds like you want to make money too. You shouldn't torture. And farm bro's like, I'm gonna. <laughs> um my cancer drug saved a bunch of lives. Do you think I cared about like the millions of mice? Yeah, basically, exactly. Uh, at this point, Niall's like, I don't want to be here anymore. Like, I just don't want to do this. And Charlie's Theron's like, okay, cool. Bye. This- and uh, and she drives away about 10 feet and realizes, uh-oh, we've been double-crossed and I have to go back and help. I was confused about that part. Yeah, me too. So did Charlie's Theron load all the guns with empties no her backstabbing friend loaded all the guns with empties oh i see i see so that charlie's theron would walk into yet another trap gotcha gotcha Mm -hmm. okay so that's what happened anyway this is booker's betrayal yeah Uh, i was confused by it too though it turns out he's been working with the cia guy and feeding him info this whole time that must be why the cia guy even has his murder board (laughs) yeah Um, yeah but i got confused about why niall would go back um because she has to because all of a sudden, her completely immortal, unkillable friends are in danger. Okay. 
if you were suddenly immortal and you were like, I have a good 15 years to go <laughs> see like my family before they figured it out. And no one knows I'm, I'm an eternal yet. So you're not going to come after yeah. me or to go back with that gang. Sorry, team. <laughs> uh, well, Charlize hasn't been that nice to me. Yeah. Charlize hasn't been that nice to me and it's established. They cannot be killed. So like the stakes are actually pretty low for this betrayal. <laughs> she knows there's a betrayal. Yeah. And Charlize is now going to get experimented on. Um, so like the right thing to do is to go back, but she really doesn't owe Charlie as much. Maybe, maybe that's it. Cause I would feel really bad about being like, oh, she's been betrayed. She's going to get experimented on. I guess I'll go back. Like I can't yeah. be killed. Fine. Right. I'll go back. Right. I can't be killed. None of them can be killed. I would have loved to see a little bit more of that in inner dialogue of like, oh, really? That would have been funny. Right. Right. Like she could have even texted her mom and been like, sorry, I can't come back right now. Or like, right. Ugh, my stupid friends. Yeah, like, sorry, one more thing. Um, it'll be an extra day, you know? Yeah. But yeah, she she does circle back. Um, she's their only hope because no one knows about her. Mm-hmm. So all four of our Eternals are captured in this lab being, you know, poked and prodded. Honestly, they're also kind of having a long-needed discussion with each other, and I would have <laughs> liked to have seen them, like, go through it. <laughs> yeah, they're talking to each other, and... Uh, Everyone now knows that Charlize Theron is, like, dying. Everybody's very dramatic about it. Yeah, very dramatic. I did like the moment when Booker shoots her and then realizes, like, he's like, I'm trying to show you that we can die. And then realizes that he doesn't actually want her to die. Right. Which, but I don't know what he does want. It was really strange. Oh, and then another really weird thing. So, Niall comes in after everyone's been captured. It's just Niall and the CIA guy. To prove to him that she's an eternal, she shoots herself in the foot. Why would she ever do that? I said, don't tell him about you. Yes. Why would she ever do that? I don't know. Also, the lab building looks like the Avengers building. It does. I don't know. Like, she doesn't. She Why would she be do able that? To trust him. No, she knows that he's the one that they've been running away from. He's the one that betrayed them. Why would she be like, and I'm a superhero <laughs> too, and I'm going to make myself hurt? Because she's like, ow, that really hurt. Like, why? Right. Pull me in for, for the lab for testing, coach. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I thought that was insane. Um, it was insane. But he explains to her, uh, CIA, after she shoots herself in the foot, CIA guy explains to her, oh, look, here's my murder board. Look, we've been, Charlie's been helping people for centuries. This very Nordic woman is like a savior of the world. Yeah, right. But not immediately. She'll kill millions of people, <laughs> no, hundreds. And then like two generations later, someone is Amelia Earhart. It looked like she was responsible for all the world wars, but but we got three geniuses. So there you go. And then that's when uh, Niall says like, that's the plan. She doesn't know it. I'm like, God's plan. Right. In Niall's mind, it's her God's plan. They could have made that more explicit. Yeah. And she could have even said to Charlie, like, you're wrong. You can believe in a bigger thing. And that could have been nice for the mythology of the film, too. Right. To be like, there is a bigger plan. I'm just going to drop it. I would be so curious about what the actual, if it is based, I think it's based off a comic book. It is. Yeah. It's okay. based on a graphic novel. So. A graphic novel. I would be, well, that's the same as a comic book. No, one is like elevated. <laughs> no. Um, I'm, I'm totally kidding. Mm-hmm. I would be really curious to know what the mythology is actually, like what the, what the comic book like actually ha- says. You'd have to have some greater purpose for all this beyond these people because they're so nihilistic like they're so jaded especially mm-hmm. Charlize Theron's character I think the only proper way to tell a story like that would be like someone's pulling the strings too or like there's a grand plan 
there's gotta be something bigger than them that they'll eventually confront or like, you know, realizes helping them or hurting them. Do you don't think like the, the grand plan is like humanity is all we've got. Like we each, we each other is all we got. Then they have to kill themselves. I mean, what do you mean? Well, like the, they're not a part of humanity. Right. Yeah. Cause there's so many lines in here about like loneliness and about how you need people and you need like your group. So I'm, I mean, again, I haven't read the comic book and I don't know. I, I would prefer it to be like, there is a grand plan or like these things that make sense, but I could also see it going like, nope, this is just some random thing. Um, I don't think so. No, I, oh, at least that's not what I got from it. I felt like they were setting up like a bigger, not like a big bad, but like a bigger entity for them to be either curious about, push back against, mm-hmm. be led in some direction by, um, like on Angel, it was called like the powers that be. Mm-hmm. Was and that was supposed to be like you know pulling the strings, and then eventually like the show gets to a point where you actually confront like a, a an, an embodiment of that entity, and the, there's a questioning of well is this the right thing or the wrong thing anyway? We just accepted it as the right thing. I felt like it was leaning towards that because there is there they see the murder board, they see the strings going this and this and this. You can't deny, or I guess they feel like they can't deny this butterfly effect. So I would think a good sequel would eventually have them questioning, hopefully. Yeah. What is this butterfly effect leading us towards? Like, let's trust it blindly because we're doing the right thing. So all of our decisions must be the right thing. Or how do we? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Or like, where is free will? I mean, I would hope that. Who knows? I mean, or they'll just ignore that completely. At any rate, uh, Niall storms the keep and finds her team Mm-hmm. Um, she does not shoot the lab lady, which is probably good. Yeah, the lab lady seems to survive. Yeah. She also doesn't seem to note that CEO tech dude is yeah. who, who he is. She no, do she doesn't know that he's evil yet. Yeah. But he gets a hold of Charlize's scythe, mm-hmm. which I thought would be important. Nope. <laughs> um, but yeah, basically, Niall breaks out the gang they kill a lot of people like lots lots it's lots. brutal fighting yeah they, ki- they kill everybody else they're about to go into the room with uh the the baby uh tech bro and Charlize is not immortal and niall says put on this oh, I know. this uh armor this body armor mm-hmm. Charlize goes no she's like i have to do this she was like i need to go in first then like when i'm dead you can go in first and it's like okay but just put on the armor i thought there would be a funny part in the moment I thought they were like playing that like, oh, she's such a martyr, right? She's being a martyr. I thought it was going to And then she gets shot in the chest and she go, oh, like, I can learn something. <laughs> I thought it was going to be like. And she was wearing it, you know. Oh, I see, I see. Sorry. Yeah. I, mean, I mean like the, yeah, that she would get <laughs> shot in the chest and then she would reveal she was, she did wear the vest and she's like, I did listen to her. Yeah. I thought it was going to be a moment of like, I don't want to say humility, but where she was like, yeah. oh, okay, you're right. I, I do need to do she this. She could listen to someone else. Yeah. But no, she's got to go in first, which, again, is kind of the most saviorism thing I've heard. Yeah, but she also doesn't go in first. The other guys crash the window. Right, yes, the sign. Um, but yeah, there's a big scene, and they all fight. There's a really gross neck snap. Oh, yeah, there really was. Um, and eventually, tech baby bro uh, is pushed from the window, and... Niall falls with him. Niall falls with him, but everyone's alive. And our gang of Eternals... Goes on. Um, there were too many shots of injuries from Niall's fall. That was gross. Yeah. And so then the whole crew was getting the butterfly effect download. <laughs> They're finding yeah. out like, oh, wow, there's a plan. The CIA guy's alive. And they start setting up the sequel. They say, 
you're going to be like our um our like what is it like Q from a Bond or you're part of the Charlie team. from Charlie's Angels. Like you're yeah. going to give us our missions. You're going to be our manager. You're going to give us our missions from now on and like take care of like cleaning up after us. Yeah, which again begs the question, why haven't they found somebody like this before? Does he want to do this job? Well, he doesn't have a family, so he doesn't have a choice anymore. Yeah. Either. He'll be their new talent manager and fixer, is what I wrote. Or their hitman boss. Yeah, yeah, it is his hitman boss. Booker uh, also gets exiled for a hundred years. Yeah, I I kind of missed that. I was starting to like really lose attention at this point in these last couple seconds. Mm-hmm. So he gets banished. So basically then we're, they're all at a pub and uh, Niall goes outside to talk to Booker and has some sort of emotional chat with him. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're deciding what to do with him. And then Niall goes back inside and Charlie's Theron comes out and she's like, there's got to be a price, you know? And I was like, really? oh, why? You forgave him. Yeah. And he's like, I know. She's like, in a hundred years, you'll meet them back here on this beach. And then she adds that Niall wanted to forgive him immediately and like let him join the team. And I just thought, why not? Why yeah, does there have they, to be a price? they moved on. Right. And one of the things I kind of liked that Charlie was like, yeah, I kind of get it. Right. And right. moved on pretty quickly. But I guess because she's she's going to be dead in that 100 years because she's no longer immortal. Oh. She won't be there. I suppose. <laughs> I didn't even think of that part. I just thought she was immortal like a stab wound could kill her, not like time. I can't, it's hard to imagine her aging. It seems like she's not, I don't know, who knows? Who knows? But uh, this is one of the world's longest movies. And then we wrap up with um, Booker drinking himself into loneliness and he goes to his apartment and there's Quinn. Right, the woman who was formerly at the bottom of the ocean. They say driven mad by it, so she probably is a villain now. She's probably out for revenge on Andy because Andy didn't save her which is Andy's complex too about being right. like a savior and saving everybody that she apparently cares about. Limited to her team and the group of girls, which is great. The group of girls? From the beginning, this, you know, the little oh, school girls. That didn't exist. Yeah. Yeah, so that's the end of this movie. What's your trash can fire rating? <laughs> um, it's a two. Mm-hmm. It's not the worst movie I've seen. Hmm. It was dreadfully long. <laughs> I think, you know, it's not that it's so much longer than other movies. It's that it was like, it just felt so slow. Like the momentum really slowed down in a lot of it. And there's so much backstory for people and so many long speeches. And I just thought the whole thing was melodramatic. I like the idea of like imbuing a a super kind of movie with ancient cultural references. Mm-hmm. But I don't think they did it very well. What about you? Yeah, I I went into it. Thinking I really liked it, but I think it's probably a two. Here's my question for you. Yeah. There is a sequel coming out sometime in the next year or so. Yeah. Are we going to watch it? I would. What about you? Yeah, I'd like to see what they do with it. Yeah, maybe it'll be an improvement. Yeah. I suspect that a lot of the imagery that they used, Mm. like when when Andy shoots Niall, like point blank at the head, I don't think they would do that again. I hope not. Like, I really hope not. Yeah. I don't Uh, think so either. I think your instinct is right. So I think a lot of that could be fixed, but what, would it fix the issue of like, why do they think they're the good guys? Questionable. But we'll check it out when it comes out and we'll see how we feel then. Yeah. That brings us to the end of The Old Guard. Next week, we'll be watching and returning to Mission Impossible 2. Mm-hmm. I'm excited about this. I am too. I'm excited to see Tom Cruise again. 
um, and follow his adventures. I think we're back in Miami. I kind of think it is in Miami, too. And I know how you feel about Miami movies. Uh, I love a good Miami movie. <laughs> they just, there's a certain, like, energy. Yeah. <laughs> um, so if you haven't seen Mission Impossible 2, now's a great time to watch it. We will spoil it. Um, and if you don't want to watch it, listen anyway. We'll talk about it. This is also a really great chance for us to mention, if you've been enjoying the podcast, please leave us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts. It really helps us get the word out. And also, it helps inspire us with uh, to choose more movies. Yes, exactly. Um, and if you have a movie suggestion or praise, you can email it to us at ladiesgetaction at gmail.com. Um, you can also find us on Instagram. We're posting all kinds of fun content there. Um, as well as announcements of the next movie, um, takeaways, and fun behind-the-scenes content on Instagram at ladiesgetaction. Rebecca, where can people find you? You can find me on Instagram at Rebecca Ringley Casting, and then Rin, where can people find you? You can find me also on Instagram at Rin Olson, and that's R-I-N-O-L-S-S-O-N. Until next time, get, get some, some action. action.